Hey everyone, sorry about the audio in this uh, episode. I hit the record button on my pod track and apparently it didn't do it. And I even recorded this message once before and the memory card didn't take it. So I'm trying to figure out if the, something I did was wrong or if there's something wrong with the coding of the card. But please forgive the audio. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode anyways. It was a lot of fun. And I really hope that this episode actually meets expectations because, I don't know, as I'm editing it and reviewing it, I'm just, I love this episode and I'm trying to get Alan to come on full time. So thank you guys again for tuning in. Enjoy this episode of Creator's Dementia. for the rest of our lives. Start a family business. <laughs> I always told myself I'd never work in a sawmill ever again. Oh, Daddy, growing up, Daddy worked in wood. Yeah. And he said, you work in a sawmill? He says, you'll... He says, it's a hard job. It is. I just wish they'd hurry up and get my new machine in. Because <clears throat> they're making me lead operator of that machine. But the machine we have is a piece of shit. And they're supposed to bring in another one. It's supposed to have been here at the beginning of this month. But no. <laughs> That's where you always go, is it? Every damn time. <clears throat> I can hear a knees. I hear him playing his day. That's what you need. Yeah, you can hear all over there, too. Yeah, I start saying I can hear her. That's <laughs> odd. Make, make a cockatoo sound. I don't know what I call it. I don't either. They just do the woo-woo. Okie dokie. Yeah, List of questions. That way I don't forget one. Uh, that's fine. I, I think I know the answers to some of them. You sure? No. Because I don't even know the answers to half the questions I even write down anymore. <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> I'll have intentions on the roof. <laughs> yeah. Somebody asks you questions like, so how'd you come up with this idea? Uh huh. <laughs> it is like you asked me what that one character was in my book, and I was like, yeah. I, I don't know. I'll have to look at my notes. Yeah, so what character now? Like, I like it when it's. Someone come up to me and say, uh, you know, they'll tell me a part in the book, like a scene. They're like, oh, I loved it. And I'm like, when did I write that? Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's me. And I, I don't even have that many under me like you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Thank God this next one won't have so many. All right. Here we do this. Hey, you're backing up if you're waiting on me. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Oh. Get it already. <clears throat> Alright. You popped your elbows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other day while I was at work, this elbow smacked one of the boards. Mm-hmm. My whole hand went like this for a good three minutes. It fucking hurt. <laughs> I bet it did. That hurt me hearing them pop just then. <laughs> I'm at work, I can't get them to pop. Because I'm, I'm moving so much. So much. So when I get here, I'm like, pop. <laughs> okay. 
Welcome back to Creators Dementia, and I have a very special guest with me today, in-person interview with the author that wrote The Broken Dagger, Lucifer's Contract, Alan Grays. Alan, say hi to the handful of people that actually listen to me. Oh, handful of people. <laughs> Bradley fans. I don't think they know my name. Oh. <laughs> Creators Dementia. <laughs> so... This is the actual first person interview I've ever done. I've done it on computer, and you know, some of you have watched it. It's been okay, not been that great. And now that I got this new setup, I can bring people here. And this is the first one, and I wanted to wait for the first one to be Alan because he is one of my greatest friends. Tell okay, so tell them exactly the first time we actually ever hung out. I think it was when we was working out together at time. Was it working out or was it the Christmas parade? Maybe the Christmas parade. <laughs> <laughs> I think it may have been the Christmas parade. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, because yeah, that was the first time um, we actually ever had a conversation. What a way to start <laughs> in a parade like yeah. that. Because, well, I can't remember. Did you, did you send me a message or did you ask me a five star? I asked you at five stars. Yeah, okay. So. Yeah, because I was posting pictures of my Star Lord helmet and all that fun shit. Okay. Yeah. 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 It, it's come, It's all coming back. Yeah. Right <laughs> and how many years ago was that? I don't know. Three, three four. Yeah. Three or four. So, somewhere in between. So, bromance completely infused with one due to cosplay. Cosplay. Yes. Yeah. Of Deadpool and Star Lord. And now got Deadpool and Spider-Man, and I've got <laughs> Captain America, <laughs> Star-Lord, Thor, Batman, Reaper. <laughs> you got the whole Avengers I, I got, I, mean, be, I don't know if I can pull off Scarlet Witch. I don't have the cleavage for it. Just push up. Just push up? Just to push I mean, up. I do have duct tape. I could do it. Yeah. Like, Put duct tape in a push up. <laughs> duct tape in, like the ice cream or the broth? The bra. <laughs> a little wax. <laughs> Smooth that stuff out. <laughs> I mean, I do like the push-up popsicle. It's a work to say. Yeah. <laughs> It'll perk me up. <clears throat> Anyways, yes, we are here today to discuss uh, Alan's book that, when, I can't even remember, I know it was released last year. Last year. Uh, I think it was during the fall. Exactly. September 18th, is that right? I guess so. Yep. Sweet. Yes, September 18th of 2022. And this novella here is just absolutely amazing. Uh, we went through, Alan came up with the, the good concept of the story and wrote it, and I edited it a little bit, but the whole entire arc is all him, and it needs to be advertised as much as possible. So, <clears throat> this is the book. Cameraman, zoom in. I'll do that during editing. <laughs> and <laughs> the best kind of cameraman. <laughs> That's <there>. right. <laughs> My imaginary friend Steve. <laughs> hey, Steve. <laughs> Hello. Uh, but yes, I'll tell the people about the Broken Dagger Lucifer's contract. Oh well, uh, you know it's like we was talking about earlier. You asked. Somebody will come up and ask you where you got the concept from it, or 
a certain scene in a book or a certain character in your life. Let me think about that for a moment. The inspiration came from actually Bradley's or your book. They didn't know my name. I was just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> from from your Legion Dawn. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's based in your universe there. The Sebastian character, which is the main character of this, is... How did we come up with that? Um, You'd asked me about creating one or something. Yes. Because uh, uh, you was creating the fiery sword for cosplay. And That's then it. you came, uh, came up with the name Sebastian. You said he was the demon hunter. Yeah, okay. That's and then I asked you if I could put him in Legion's Dawn. That's where it came from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was like, it, I need that character for this story. It, it it all stems, as far as my character does, the concept of it from cosplay. You know, just basically TikTok cosplay. Yeah, that's that's, where, that's where Reaper came from. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that's, I mean, that's just where it stems from. Yeah. I mean, he's not sure of who he is. He knows he has a duty to perform, but as he's growing and starting to mature, I guess, in his demon hunting, his bounty hunter work. Yeah. He starts noticing some inconsistencies. Yeah. Again, my cynic southern Kentucky language. Uh, uh, about, uh. about who he is, where he comes from. Let's and, go down to the holler. Oh, way down the holler. <laughs> from the South Pole. It's actually, it's actually <laughs> down on the elbow. <laughs> At the bend of the river. <laughs> Oh, poor Sebastian. <laughs> so, Sebastian was actually one of my favorite characters to uh, develop in Legion's Dawn because his backstory is so complex, it's ridiculous. And uh, when I was writing Legion's Dawn, I, of course, I was always asking Alan, how would Sebastian react to this? Where do you think his actual prominent uh, behavior would come from? What's his personality like? Like, everything that I put towards Sebastian in Legion's Dawn is all him. All of it. And then when, I, as I was writing Legion's Dawn, Alan was writing The Broken Dagger, Lucifer's Contract, which is about Sebastian and kind of like an origin story, so to speak. It's not his complete beginning, but it is a beginning of how he is and who he's come to be. And uh, a very awesome part about, I'm about to burp, excuse me, uh, about Lucifer's Contract is a, uh, Alan actually incorporated, besides Lucifer and Abaddon from Legion's Dawn and Locke, uh, he brought in Evelyn, which is the witch uh, that I created for Legion's Dawn, which is a, another complex character that, Very. I mean, when, when I was writing her, it was, I didn't know where I was going to take her, then it finally come out, because that's what me and Alan did. We discussed the characters every time we tried to develop them, and then he just brought Sebastian, like gave him such definition and Lucifer's contract, it just made Sebastian more lovable. So I, it's just remarkable. <laughs> there, there's no other word to say. No, and, and just like he said, like you said, you know, just creating the characters and what made it so easy. Well, easy as far as making them work together is that we co talked about it so yeah. much. I mean, it just before I would change something with Evelyn, I'd talk to Bradley. Would would this person do this? Yeah. And how would they react to a situation like yeah. this right here? And it and it meshed so well together. Yes. I mean, and one awesome, really awesome part is toward the end of this book, Reaper makes an appearance. 
<laughs> it's a small one, but he makes an appearance, which made which made my day more. Just it was gone. Uh, but so um, go. Uh, so we just talked about Sebastian uh, and kind of talked about Lucifer's contract. Uh, what is the premise of Lucifer's contract? Like what? What's the but beside it being only about Sebastian, what is the actual, I guess, synopsis for the book? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I, I, I fought with that the entire time from the, the concept of him. is like, in the, how could I get his personality and what his goal or who he is, the synopsis of this book, all together at once? Basically, it just, you know, he thinks he has a clear point of his job as a reason he's going from A to B all the time. Then it, he gets, he has a vision and it's called into question. And even though it's a small part of it, it just opens up a whole new world to him about who he is. Well, I better say it like this, who he may be and where he may be going and to the characters that's already around him, how they've been trying to influence him and how he can step out of that mold and into his own. I guess that's the correct synopsis. Yeah, yeah that'll work. <laughs> yeah, and not only did Alan write this book, but his daughter created the cover. And oh, yeah. the, so the cover works so well with the book because of the timeline in which the book actually takes place is during the Salem Witch Trials. And it brings a whole new concept to why all that happened in Salem, Massachusetts. So... If you are a big Salem Witch Trials fan, you need to read this story concept because it, it actually makes a lot of sense on how things, pers you know, I was going to say perspire, but I'm pretty sure, isn't, or is that, pers is perspire like sweat? I guess, I guess during that time we <laughs> did do that. But. How it all took place. How it took place, yeah. I'll say it that way. <laughs> but yes, transpired. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> But yes, uh, Salem Witch Trials, and um, oh, and also another character that makes an appearance, which I'm not going to say, no. But is another character that made an appearance in Legion's Dawn as well, and he is the main villain of this book, and it's not Lucifer. <laughs> so get them both. <laughs> uh, yeah, they they help each other greatly. Yes. It's, it's like you were saying, you know, this is based in the Salem Witch Trials. And, you know, you put your own spin to it, but I thought it would be a nice way, like you said, to, you know, keep most of it true. You know, yeah. the names in it, as far as who's influenced about the sub-characters in it, is true to the Salem Witch Trials. And it sort of helps put your put my own spin on, mm -hmm. like you said, how it transpired and... How it just something small just gets blown up and yeah. just affects so many people and the world and still today. Yeah. So. And what what actually just dawned on me is not only is the book classified as like a suspenseful supernatural thriller, but with it dealing with the Salem witch trials, it actually could be considered historical fiction as well. Yeah. Could I did not notice that until just <laughs> now. So many genres are in this book. Uh, so. <clears throat> now we're going to get down to who Alan actually is. Uh, so before I get to my actual list of questions, go ahead and tell them what you, uh, what's your occupation and all that fun stuff. Oh, well, it's, 
just I'm, of course I work at, as a respiratory therapist uh, I've done that for since I think 98 I was going to say it was before Probably, before Y2K. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> if they says anything, and just a lot of you go and say, what's Y2K? <laughs> it's all COVID now. I know Y2K. It's, I was alive. <laughs> you just a puppy. Uh, well, I was 11. If that says anything about our, our age difference already. Yeah. It'd be junk. But uh, no, I've, I've been in the medical field most of my life, of course, like we was talking about. Just started off. As he said, in the holler here, South Central Kentucky, down on the river, and just do, 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 do. and we heard a lot of banjo down the corner. We did. Believe it or believe it or not, when we have our uh, we have uh, Sunday meetings or not Sunday meetings, but church meetings would come out on Wednesday night, and my grandparents would get out little banjos. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm talking common on banjos or nothing. Uh, my daughter's playing. Uh, <coughs> I won't speak out okay. What's Aubrey playing? Mandolin. I mean, it oh, like mandolin. mandolin. Okay, yeah. And, and Uncle Reggie. No, ukulele. Ukulele. Uh, they're almost the same thing. <laughs> it, it was as backwater. Now that I look at it now, it is as backwater as you can think. Of. You know, if you think, well, they live in Kentucky, but grew up on the river. What What'd you do for church on Wednesday night? We played the banjo. We played the banjo and the and the ukulele. In the ukulele. And, and drank moonshine. Yeah. <laughs> Behind the wood stove. <laughs> I hate wood stoves. But oh, uh, they gave me bad asthma attacks when I was a kid. Oh, I understand. <laughs> I we could used, not do it. We used to burn. My grandma used to. My great grandma used to burn oranges on them. Oh, that's awesome. Though. So, it smelled good, but it right. it just masking what's going to happen later <laughs> yeah. at night. Yeah, because they always said, you know, if you had a wood stove and you have a family member in your house that has asthma, you're supposed to put like a pot of water on that stove to boil it, oh, and that steam yeah. would help with the asthma. Luckily, I didn't have to deal with a wood stove that much unless I stayed at my uncle's house. Uh, we grew up, if it says anything to where we grew up at, like I said, down the center point in the elbow, you know, <clears throat> we, we just lived in a small house. I mean, you could probably... Mom and Daddy was wrestling one time and they fell into the wall just playing, and you could, <laughs> and it pushed the outer part of the wall. Mm. I mean, you from the outside you could see a bow in it. Yeah. But during winter, like we, uh, me and my dad would take their little BB guns and mm -hmm. we had a wood stove in the middle of our living room, <coughs> and when the mice would come out, <laughs> we shoot the mice and we'd lay them up like you know we're hunters in front of the stove with a little pat, uh, wood pad. Yeah, right let this be a warning. <laughs> So, the mouse that comes in this house. I'm a respiratory therapist and a mouse hunter. Mouse <laughs> mouse hunter. <laughs> cosplayer. And cosplayer and a prospective author. And a blacksmith. Well, that's that's all the mark you can tell by looking at my hands. <laughs> He's spot. also a blacksmith. So, yes. But, uh, We're going to need him during the zombie apocalypse anyways. Yeah. Forge some weapons at a trading post. I mean, if somebody can grow tomatoes and we can make knives, we're good. Yeah. Johnny. <laughs> well, 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 you can you can keep us all healthy. <laughs> That's his wife, by the way. That's okay. Yeah, she's off camera. That's why I keep turning and looking. <laughs> she's over there drinking some tequila. No, I'm just playing. It's whiskey. <laughs> it's whiskey. <laughs> Pitchy King Monster Whiskey.
Alright, so, we'll get to a list of questions now. Try not to sound like a list of questions. I start saying, as you can tell, that's one thing with the working with, or not working with Bradley, but talking to Bradley over these characters, books, and cosplays, is at his last job, when I would stop just to ask him something, it turned from a question to like, way out in the field. <laughs> a full-blown story arc. I mean, I'd have to call and say, I, I've been talking to Bradley, and she, Joni would understand. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, ever since I left Five Star, we, we, we haven't conversed as much. Because usually, you know, you'd stop in yeah, and just after talk. work and we'd talk for a minute. But ever since I left there, it's trying to catch each other with text messages. And I'm terrible with text messages. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't edit. That's why I had him to edit this book. <laughs> Editing is fun. Oh, Lord. That's a whole new different beast right there. No, editing sucks. Yeah, it does. I, I, uh, and this is a small book compared to his mm, Legion Dawn. Mm. Editing is as bad as advertising and marketing. It's just a black hole of something that I don't understand but try to do. Yeah. It's horrible. Uh, but, don't let that persuade you to not try writing. Uh, so, we'll go with question number one, which is, at what point did you decide to be a writer? I don't think there was ever that point. <laughs> there, was, there was no <laughs> No, there, there was never no light that turned on. It's like me and Bradley talked, and it stemmed from me making that sword that you could light on fire. Just and It just stemmed from the character, and when he said he was wanting to use Sebastian like that, it was like, you know, this would be a good story arc. Mm -hmm. You know, but... I don't. I don't think they was a like you said like a light bulb that popped on because I still, it's still hard to believe I've got this. I mean, as small as it is and as simple as it is. I mean, it, even though it is a novella, it's still you know. I just I love how it looks. Yeah, it's it's a car ride novella. That's yes, what, that is what I wanted for. <laughs> and that when uh when I was helping format it. I just finally figured, because if any of you have bought Zed's Wayward Son, you can tell I, formatting was not my thing, because that book is like this freaking wide and that freaking tall. But I was just so happy that I figured out how to number pages. Because <laughs> Zed's Wayward Son does not have that. So I got to at least help him out with that part. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, had, I had no clue. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Cause oh yeah, that that's another thing, formatting. Mm -mm. Nope, not fun. <clears throat> so, who is your biggest influence? Well, if I wanted to say who my biggest influence was and do the husband type of thing, I'd say Joni's my biggest influence for writing. So. <laughs> let's be proper on but camera. Let's be proper on camera. Yeah. We'll say Johnny was number one. Uh, but uh, I, all jokes aside, who really influenced me to do this was him here. Uh, you could, because when I'd get stuck and I'd talk to him, he'd say, well, this is what worked for me and what for me. And it just, it was good to have somebody that was sort of on the same, we're never on the same page until we start talking, yeah. then it meshes and our ideals just Yes, it flourish. flourish. And, uh, and that's why I, I guess this guy here, you he was probably my biggest influence for this book. And the red, I've got like one or two that I'm toying with. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, yeah. 
See that? I'm an influencer. Pay me. Pay. Jeez. I'm broke all the time. But no, it was. Yeah, that's. <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm make a badge now. I'm gonna put that on my shirt. Yeah, Alan's influencer. How about Alan's influencer? <laughs> that's like, what is that? Is that a. Is that like Girl Scouts? Like, yes. <laughs> we sell cookies. Cookies and knowledge. Cookies and knowledge. knowledge. I'm going to put that on all my job applications now, too. They'll be like, so what's your biggest accomplishment, influencing? Maybe I'll get hired elsewhere. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> even though Sebastian was your big creation, uh, which of the character actually best describes you from your book? Yeah, I... And it can be Sebastian. I was yeah, no, uh, I got asked that before. And what's funny, I don't know how it is with other authors, mm -hmm. or it may just be where I'm new. If when I'm writing these characters, I don't see their faces. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, I can't. If you ask me what Sebastian looked like in the face, just because I did some TikToks with, with that character in mind, mm -hmm. I would say, you know, my persona. That's what my veins. That was cool. Yeah. That, that, was, that was pretty neat. I <laughs> forgot was. about that one. But, uh, that, that's the way I would perceive it. But uh, as far as the concept of Sebastian, it's the way I feel. With him going through these, what I've got planned for him next is that you're always a work in progress. I mean, you're never done. Yeah. I mean, you're always seeing new things, always able to, even though you may feel like you're regressing, mm -hmm. there's always possibility for progression. Yeah. You know, and that's where I believe that's where I where I have it in common. Yeah. But being a, a demon hunter and stuff like that, no. That'd be that, awesome. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool, but yeah, I mean we could become that. Yeah, when I'm when I'm at home in the basement and Joni's asleep. <laughs> yeah. I get over there and <coughs> ducking under the clothes and I'm like <laughs> I will find you. And she'll ask, Where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> he channels his inner Liam Neeson I don't know who you are, but I will find you. <laughs> but yeah, as far as that, yeah, I would say Sebastian. Just as far as the concept yeah. of going from the beginning to where he ends up at. Yeah. As far as my short story with him. Yeah. yeah, and Sebastian has one hell of a journey. Oh yeah. Like, it, holy it's, shit. It, it's going to be interesting. Uh, that's, you know, <coughs> you, you, you want to pretend you know where it's going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But... There's so many just, uh, if I take it there, it's not going to mesh, but then you're like, oh, wow, that will work. Yeah. And it's just that. But, yeah, it's it's a complicated story, and I'm hoping we're able to. When I say we, because I have to bounce so much information off of it, <laughs> really, just to make sure it is within within the realms of this, work, this universe that's been created. And this is a big-ass universe. Oh, yeah. Just look at his new book. Like, crap. The, the way I ended Legion's Dawn, everybody, almost all of them just kind of scattered in different places. And so the second one's not going to have everybody in it, but I do plan on actually having, spoiler alert, Sebastian make a special appearance at some point. And what was the name of the character that he... Eh, no, no spoilers. Never mind. <laughs> There's another character that pops up. But anyway, uh, so... What's your writing plans for the future? I know you kind of touched base with it, saying you know you got like two other books, kind of like in the working. Yeah. But well, I do. I had the concept for this one, for mm -hmm. the next one, as far as a name or anything like that. 
other than it's the Broken Dagger series, which I'm, I'm, my goal is to have three books with Sebastian. Hopefully by the end of it, I'm, I planned on trying to have it to link up with your first book, you know, bring him into the present mm -hmm. because you, you carry him so well the rest of the way. And instead of me trying to encroach on that and find disparities between our books, it'd just be easier to bring him up to that point. Okay. But uh, as far as that, just trying to flesh out him and this little side quest that he's on to discover who he is, where he's come from, mm -hmm. and to help kind of guide him into, can't say too much because it'd get away on what Bradley's done with his world. Well, Y'all should have read it by now, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's both of them's great, and just reading his, has really helped me develop mine. Uh, then I've got I've got one that's written now. I would say it's 95% done. Uh, I don't even know how you would classify it. I mean, it's just I'm gonna have to <laughs> I'm gonna have to have somebody look at it and say this is the type of the thing. Is it? It's just a short story, and then I'm wanting to finish it. I can't decide whether it's going to be one that whether it's going to be something supernatural or whether it's kind of a a faith type of book, hmm. like somebody coming into their faith. I've not mm -hmm. made up my mind. I'm at, I'm at that point, and I'm sure anybody that's ever written to say that too. You know, you get to a point and you yeah. just like, I'm not sure, so you just put it on the back burner. But it's, yeah. yeah. I do that with all my shit. <laughs> like I said, these ideals, you know, <laughs> you, you have them and you toss them up and they're like, yeah, uh, uh, this one I'll do today. Yeah. This one I'll start in two months. Yeah. <laughs> then you'll say, what was I going to start today? Yeah, yeah. And so, then you'll get to that point in this one, you're like, okay, where do I go from here? A couple of days will pass by, you don't touch it, and it's like, okay, well, I'm going to pull the one I was going to start two months from now, I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and get it going. Yeah. And, uh, and another thing you'll notice when, if, when you're watching this, look how good these beards look. I mean, come I mean, on. Come on, man. Mine used to be longer. Hey, you, another <laughs> age difference. i got two little white stripes right here. Dude, I pulled five gray hairs out of my beard last week. Spore. <laughs> well, they were longer than my actual beard, though. That's the bad part. Like, I'm going bald, going gray, and fat. <laughs> Damn it. That's job take. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the wife won't let me shave my head. So, and I think if I could shave my head, I think I would pull off a pretty damn good God of War cosplay. Oh, my God. If I was, oh, my goodness. If I, here's it. If I was shaving my head. Have you ever seen a bowling ball? Yes. You see the three holes that's in the top? That's going to be my eyes and my mouth, and the rest is going to look like you took a hammer and just hecked on it. So it's going to be, it's, it's water together up there. So you, you'll have the military flat top. Yeah. Flesh. A flesh top. That's, that sounds so bad. It, it, it'll work, though. Yeah. I get sidetracked. I'm sorry. So. This, this is a question that a lot of people have different opinions about, but what was your biggest difficulty when writing? Wow. Uh, I wouldn't, I'm pretty good about getting my beginning once I really invest into it with uh, Legion's or Lucifer contract here. Mm -hmm. I was really good because I knew where to start, mm -hmm. then I knew where to end it, but then, yeah, then I'd write here, then I'd write here, and I'm like, oh, it needs this somewhere in the, somewhere. So I'd write here. Yep. Then I'd get, and on my laptop, which it's an old laptop, I don't even, I think it's a Chromebook. 
I'd had and you'd open it up and Aubrey and Avery and them, my daughters, had yeah. mentioned it. I'd have so many little tabs and it and they would they wouldn't be labeled, it'd be document one, <laughs> two, three, four, five. And I'd have to go through and I'd have to read and like <coughs> Oh, okay. That but yeah. that's it. it. It just not it just being focused on that one moment and fleshing it out versus well, this would work because it would pull my attention from here, then when I would go back to it, I'd be lost. Yeah. But when I first started, the the number one thing, I thought I'd be old school and I'd write everything down. I wrote, I wrote like, it was a lot. I probably wrote like three chapters in a notebook. Yep. The fault, the fault in that <laughs> is you have to take all that and type it into the computer. And I, I'd get so frustrated. And that, that actually slowed me down a whole lot. Yep. But yeah, it just staying focused on the topic at hand, you yeah. know, right there, and not just getting too way out there. That way you, you lose track and you let what you're working on suffer. Yeah. Because it, with me, if I get too sidetracked or if I get too much going on, something's going to suffer from it. Yeah. And, but. Yeah, that, that's how I start off all my stories. That's starting a notebook. <laughs> it's, I'll be like, I got a good idea for a story. I'll go to Walmart, I'll buy a 97 cent notebook and I'll write it. And then it'll disappear for three, four weeks. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll be like, oh, I need to type this up. And then another three, four weeks will pass. Yeah. See, if I can write down my ideals in a notebook, mm -hmm. that works. Yeah. But not the not the entire novella. <laughs> yeah. Because it's all going to be transferred. And I tried even doing the dictating part. I, it shows how far behind I am. I found that little button on there that says dictate. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> of course, you can probably tell by the way I'm talking now. It's actually better than it was. But I get some funky words that yeah. popped up there. And, you know, it 90% of them was red mm -hmm. when it popped up there. <laughs> yeah. And I'd have to go through and I tried to get Joni to go through. And it, it that was a frustrating part. Yeah. But editing was hard. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. I had a lot. What was it? And? <laughs> He was editing run on sentences. Yeah. yeah. We was uh, when he was editing it, helping me edit. We was sitting there. It, it got pretty common. Is it's, it's, uh, it's great. I love comma. it. Comma. Capitalized. Capitalized. You'd see him stop, and you'd you'd see you hear click 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 click. Good. I said comma. Yeah, comma. Yeah, comma. Because it would just, of course, in your head, you know, I, I can see, you know, like when you're writing a fight scene, that's the funnest. Everybody knows yeah. the part. But you get so carried away, you're typing, you're seeing it, you're typing it, you're yeah. seeing it, you're typing it. Then you look down and you got A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, T, K, L. Then you're like, where'd that fight scene go? And Bradley comes in, he says, comma. And you're like, oh, there it is. But, but yeah, that was... It, 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 like we said before, editing sucks, but editing this was fantastic <laughs> because it was stuff I've, I've not encountered <laughs> before. <laughs> commas. Commas. <laughs> What's your story about commas? Commas, yes. <laughs> Proper punctuation of the English language. <laughs> oh, they, they, they was a time to, I thought was... It's frustrating at first. <laughs> then I got, I was getting tickled more. We, go, we had a sentence, two or three different times, a big a sentence. 
I didn't <laughs> see nothing wrong with it. And he'd go, and Johnny even mentioned it a couple of times. What do you mean here? <laughs> yeah. I said, oh, damn it. And of course, I wasn't saying that. And I'm like, reading it. Is that a trick question? Because I see it right there. <laughs> yeah. Then, then, then they would swap around a word or just take the tail end and swap the sentence around. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right there. That's, so, why would you ask? You but, say it. Uh, yeah, I mean, but if it <clears> wasn't <throat> for them editing it, uh, it'd be a whole different type of story. It'd be harder to read. It would be. Kind of, kind of like my first book. Yeah. <laughs> no edits. I, no, it was good. It was, yeah, I, I, of course, uh, Zed Rising. Of course, he's talking about this. I'll talk about Zed Rising, <laughs> and you can tell, and, and you could probably even mention it in mine too. Mm -hmm. That about halfway through it, you he hit uh, he hits a stride, and it just it, it just starts clicking. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. I'm nothing wrong with the first part. I'm not saying that. <laughs> first part sucked bad, <laughs> so bad. It, it was terrible. We was in Thomasville for a freaking eternity. Oh my god! But yeah, finally made the cyclone over there. But no, you know that's just down the road. You know? <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean you just we just hit our strides, and I think that's what yeah. this is all about too. But you could just tell that you hit a click, and it was like all the flow is going yeah. good now. And I don't know whether you realized it when you was writing it, or if it was just something that happened because you was growing in it. Yeah. But yeah. I really don't know. Well, that book came out what eight years ago? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> God. It's, it's a really good foundation book. Yeah, it's just, it just really good. It needs a revamp. It needs a second edition. I've been talking about that for a year. Yeah. When them. That bird or something. Yeah, it, starry this eyes. idea going over there for three months. Having them starry eyes just pop up. Yeah. You know? So much. Yeah, so much needs to go into that again. So, what do you actually hope to get out of writing? Uh, I, I actually read over these like twice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you, I'm, you can actually, I mean, I'm bad for. Uh, even when we do Sunday school or something like that, is I'll skim, I'll read over my stuff. And if I think I've got a just understanding on it, you know, because I feel like it's more honest than the verses just sitting here reading it, reading it, reading it. For me, for yeah. me right now, the answer and stuff. What I want to get out of writing, honestly, is uh, I hope somebody just reads it. Yeah. Just enjoys a little bit of the creativity that's been put into it. Um, do I want, do I believe I'll ever make a fortune off of this. No, that's not why I'm doing it. I, I thought it was interesting and uh, just building from his world, that's what it stemmed from. And that's basically it. Just hoping somebody enjoys a creation of mine. Yeah. You know, as far-fetched as it is. <laughs> but uh, uh, just hoping somebody just takes the time to enjoy it and it gives them just a moment. Because it is a short read. It's not a long read. And it's not a hard read. But uh, just a moment, just to separate you yeah. know just disappear into a world let their imagination carry them and let them just imagine the characters we create i say we because this is a mutual <laughs> mutual work and just let just enjoy it for a moment yeah yeah, yeah. at least you're not making the same mistake i did when i first started i was like i'm gonna get rich i'm gonna <laughs> love this to publish book in Tompkinsville. no one does that couple people already have so yeah 
No one cared. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, hey, it's like this one. You, uh, yeah, it's like. <clears throat> I bought this one. <laughs> <laughs> Me. <laughs> but, hey, and like I said, if, it, if I thought I was going to make. If I was focused on the the money aspect of it, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. I mean, it just. I, I just hope somebody enjoys it. It's like his book cover. I am so proud of it. Like, oh my god! <laughs> because I, I can't, I can't. I, was, I take zero credit for the book cover. Yeah. But Allie. Yes. Allison. Yes. She did an astounding amount of work on it, just right. making it come pop out, come work, come to life. Yeah. But when I first seen that picture of that cover. It took me back because I was like, holy shit. I mean, it, it just personifies what's going to happen in the yes. story. Yes, and the, the, the tree is pivotal. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a thing in the book. See, see, I have no idea where that concept came mm -hmm. from me using a tree to get to. I mean, it just something come out. And it was like the center place. Mm -hmm. I guess, you know... I, I guess when you're reading a book, one thing I, I do want you to look at is the colors that's in the book. Mm -hmm. You know, from their eyes to the witch's orb yeah. to the color of the leaves on the tree. And even the protagonist that's in it, mm -hmm. even the way he's set up, <clears throat> the color of his hair, his eyes, uh, everything signifies something. You know, fall is the end of the year, you know, Things start dying out. Yep. I mean, it's a new, and that's sort of where this, where it kicks off. At. Yeah. You know, that's the, that's, the basis of the tree. It's a yeah. way of saying, you know, this it's, this tree's come to the end of its season, the end of its life. Yeah. For for this for this. <coughs> season. Yeah. And one one thing I noticed because I made this, I, I I was I made the same mistake. Anytime we was using colors, we'd use the same color. Yeah, over yeah, and over. I again. noticed that too. Like if, it, if we was talking about something that was velvet, it'd be like the the velvet beam, and then like a sentence later, the velvet light, and a sentence later, <laughs> the velvet aura. Yeah. It's like we need to pull, pull, <laughs> we need pull, to find something else that's velvet. Pull back that soft. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah, my editor told me the same thing. She's like, you need to figure out another color <laughs> or another scheme of sorts, and I'm like. Okay, yeah. I get it. I uh, suck. I get it. No, <laughs> I noticed that too. When we was editing it, yeah. you'd say that, and that's like, it is a lot. Yeah, it's like when I was just, when I was describing Evelyn during the first draft of Legion's Dawn, it was I mean, her colors is velvet, and I constantly use velvet over and over again. And Jay, my editor, she was like, "You need something else." I did two hours worth of research on a different color. <laughs> and this, that's what we're talking about. When we're talking about how these <coughs> these books go together, ninety, I, I would say over 90% of the characters in this book is from him. I would say that. I mean, with with the exception, you know, Sebastian. It's yeah, all Sebastian's been, all him. It, it's all been <laughs> modified. The, the little things that come up, Outside of the main characters, I guess, or the sub main characters, yeah. are he is, and I would go. How does this person look? How does yeah. this person? Look? How would they carry? How would their clothes look? Yeah. And stuff like that. But uh, and a bunch of them I found on Pinterest. Yeah, and, <laughs> and he sent me a picture of them. Yeah. And I was like, oh okay. Can yeah. I can I do this with this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's what what the modifications I done to it 
It's just like the color of the oil because yeah. I needed to imitate what Sebastian would find later in the book that dealt with furthering the story on yeah. towards the end. So, yeah, color. When we get sidetracked, don't we? Oh, it's be all right. That's, that's what makes great TV. So, <laughs> uh, so who? You don't have to say me. It's okay. But who is your favorite author? <laughs> oh well, that would be. Uh, I don't know if y'all read a book called Wayward Son. Ah, shit. Uh, it's really good, don't uh, He's on the cover of it. Oh yeah, we are. Him, his wife, and his daughter. Two of the daughters. Well, the other one's on the Kindle. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We kept the favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, no, I. You know, it's like I said before. Uh, I, Bradley's one of my favorite authors. I'm like number twenty. Uh, uh, David Morrell. Oh, yep. Yeah. David Morrell. Yeah. He he. That you're going to see when I tell you my next author, my my top favorite author. Did he write Wicked? I'm not sure. Um, yes, he did. Okay, so, I know exactly who you're so talking about. I he remember, advertises all the time. Yes. I remember, see, I started reading David Morrell back in the early or mid to late 90s. Uh -huh. He did a, a trilogy called Brotherhood of the Rose. Uh -huh. it, it, it's a spy spy trilogy, which okay. is on the, which he that series of books got me to reading more. I used to read it in my first job with the movie The Bowling Green. Mm -hmm. I think I've read it like four times. It, hmm. it to me, it was a good book at the time. But my top one, and is is Nora Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, she has different styles of writing. Uh, she has her love stories. Yeah. Which they are good. I've read a trilogy of them before. But uh, what I like about her books most is this last one I read. It's called Year One, and it's a trilogy, and it is talking about there is a there is a small arc in it for love, which. It's not the main synapse, but it's like a dystopia future uh -huh. where magics, people that can do magic, has been found out into the world, and the world goes into a collapse. And but her her books, her novels has they have character growth, they have magic, they have something that's just supra above mm -hmm. above normal, you know, su superstition. I might it, have to read that. Uh, it is really good. Um, but I would say David Morrell was the initial art author, but Nora Roberts is yeah. top. And she is, she's got, and usually with her newer ones, she writes in trilogies. Uh -huh. So after you're done with the first book, you're like, well, that's just not it. So we can read some more. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's really good. It's, really it's good. called Year One. Year One. Yeah, I'm going to have to find that. And it's a good, it, it, it's a really <laughs> good character growth. And she does such a good job of pulling characters in. Without, uh, without it getting muddled up or too yeah. much detail and losing that person or the person persons are with. Yeah. Uh, but I get I guess a supernatural author I like. She writes a lot of teen fiction. Mm -hmm. Is uh, Julie Kawaga. Don't know that one. Uh, it's a good one. She she wrote a trilogy of the Immortal Rules, and what it talks about is it talks about vampires being rampant in the world. And the vampires have control over the cities, but what happens is company makes this stuff called the Red Plague that's supposed to cure vampires. But when they release it, what it does, it gives them like a 
STD. Well, I'll be damned. Chlamydia. Chlamydia. There's no other way of saying the vampire STD. But what they do is when they bite a fledging, you know, uh -huh. when it's become a vampire, there's a 50-50 chance that it's going to turn into like a demon creature. Oh. That just scampers and just has no thinking whatsoever. Gonorrhea. Gonorrhea. Vampire gonorrhea. Twilight. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I hate Twilight. <laughs> I like the book. I like the movies. I I talked about Twilight a couple of times on here. Uh-uh. No. Oh, you don't know what you missed. Have you read the book? No, but see, see. well, see, I've heard great things about the books, and I do. I wouldn't mind actually attempting to read the book. I've got to actually have a couple that I got at the library for like fifty cents back there. I got Breaking Dawn and another one. The books are so much better than the movie. In my, in my opinion. <clears throat> my opinion. I, I say if they didn't have Kristen Stewart, it probably would have been a better movie. <laughs> she, she's not in the book. I'm, I'm it's your version of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every, every time you watch one of the movies, it's just a constant. That's all she does. Then yeah, I do agree with it. After that face, like Raylo said, she's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh damn love triangles. What else from a werewolf and a mm. vampire? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jacob should have just ripped his head off and then. That is something I do not. Mm. I have no intention. Anticipation mm -hmm. of doing my books. No, no, I will never do a love triangle. That ruins everything. <laughs> everything. Well, so you see it everywhere. It's a trope that I would, I wish would just vanish forever. God. <laughs> I mean, not on. Yeah, okay, yeah, we're not getting into. Oh, holy <laughs> shit. That's a, uh, that's a whole new podcast. <laughs> it is. I mean, Jacob's a freaking pedophile in it anyway, so I'm going to make a mark on that baby. She's mine now. Boy, go on somewhere. He does get all sweaty when he puts He really it. does. They should just call the Winchesters in and kill them all off. I mean, unalived, all of them. My bad. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit that K word out. Unalived. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Cancel culture. Anyways, <clears throat> off of Twilight. Back on point. Right? <laughs> Back on point. <laughs> How many books do you hope to have written in your lifetime? Oh, I have no idea. Me either. I mean, it just, <laughs> it's just wherever it goes. Yeah. I, I guess I've got one and a half. <laughs> I say, I mean, at least you have one. That's a yeah. start. Uh, I was listening to a, a I can't remember what it was. It was, it was a little, I think, Facebook reel with Stephen King, and he said that, because they asked him, how do you produce so many books in a year? He says, no matter what, every day he'll at least write six pages. That's how he can get a book out in three months. But, yeah. That's being consistent for some Yeah. But, I mean, he's also a full-time author and doesn't have to have a real job. Exactly. That's all he is. Yes. Just, so, well, I can't do that. There's no telling what I'd be writing in. Mm -mm. Yeah, I mean... I walked outside and let the dogs out to play. Yeah, be doing some more love triangles. No. <laughs> that would be it. The love triangles between the three dogs. Between the three dogs. The mama dog them. and the two sun dogs. <laughs> yeah. Norman Bates style. Yeah. <laughs> it's disgusting. 
So, what advice, this is a very important question, I ask every, anyone that I've ever done an interview with, what advice would you give to aspiring writers who are just starting out? Find somebody you can bounce your ideals off of. Somebody that's already published, whether it be a mainstream book or just someone who's into publishing from the beginning. Somebody that can help guide you when it comes to editing, to whether it's setting your pages up the right way. Because I would have had no clue, and it would have stopped at the beginning, at the first chapter, if I didn't have, like, Bradley to bounce all my ideals off of. And Joni, I know she got tired of hearing me talk about it some. She had to have. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just find somebody that you can bounce your ideals off that's sort of, you don't have to be on the same page all the time, but just have like-minded ideals of, as far as where you want your book to go, and even your characters a bit. I mean, because it... It helped me so much as far as helping him grow, helping the book grow, and helping me grow as a as a writer. <laughs> so, because you did the air quotes, I'm gonna ask you this, and this one was not on the list because I get different opinions for it. What is the difference between a writer and a published author, or just author? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm new to it too, so I would assume that if I'm writing like this book or writing my other books, I'm a writer. But if I'm an author, you know what? I guess if you're an author, you have a complete work done, whether it's published or not. Not actually heard that answer before. Kind you know, like that one. I mean, you can't really. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's actually a really good answer. <laughs> I mean, if I mean, where does it say you have to be published to be an author? Right. Yeah. But yeah, I would say that, you know, if you've got a work that's completed, an author huh. may not be published. But. Okay. Yeah, the, I asked Dana that question when I did an interview with her last year, and she said that there's no such thing as a published author. It's author. It means you're published. And writer means you're, you know, you're Just, not. Hmm. And I was like, well, I don't see... A difference between the two because no matter because even if you are writing you are still an author of the work that you're doing yeah, yeah. but I agree with yours as well because that actually makes a lot more sense you're a writer because you're in the process of your first story I guess and yeah. then once it's complete then you are officially considered an author because it's work done yeah whether okay you keep it to your keep it in your back pocket or you share it with somebody yeah okay but that's my that's my view that actually makes a lot of sense. A lot better than my opinion, I know that. <laughs> I, because uh, <clears throat> when Dana said that, you know, if you're an author, you're published, so you don't actually have to put a published author on anything, I took off published on all my social media stuff. Oh, really? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I said, well, I'm an author, so that means I'm published. But, yeah. You <laughs> see, I had never, getting this one out there, I'd never thought about even putting published author on anything. Really? No. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it was after, and I was like, oh, it's out there. It's so. out there. Yeah. Hopefully, somebody will read it. <laughs> I mean, you have sold some copies, so. Yeah, I think I bought them all, though. <laughs> 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 well, I know when I did that uh, uh, arts festival, I know a bunch of them were interested in buying it, and I think they. they should, I mean, have you gotten any royalties offline? 
I've got a few, but uh, so maybe they did actually buy from there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. I don't get on there and look to you, Terry. I, I mean, I don't. Like if, it, just, if, if it pops up on my PayPal, I'm like, cool, somebody bought it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, if I was get a letter in the mail or an email saying, you, you know, you're the you're New York New York Times bestseller, I'd say, now I'm going to look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I'm going to see what, what I got going on. Yeah. They'll but, say a thousand dollars made in one week. Be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I can add to that. Yeah. But, no, I mean, I'm, to be honest with you, I don't look. Mm. I mean, I, I don't either. Because I just get disappointed. <laughs> and it's it's like I said. I'm, when it comes to, I, I try to do that stuff like that outside of just writing. Whether I'm working with something at the schools or something that I don't look at it as far as what I can get out of. It's easy to get in that concept mm-hmm. uh, or in that mindset, saying what can I get out of this? What can right. I get out of this? I mean, it's it's the environment. It's the with this book right here. It's the I think it's a clean book to read. Mm-hmm. It's got a little blood and gore in it. Well, actually, a lot. Yes, it does. It does, but it's it's a really good blood and gore. <laughs> yes, it, it's. But uh, in, in terms of say, you got novel erotica or softcore love story. If you want to place it with gore, it'd be softcore love story. It would not be erotica style gore. <laughs> no, no. Or erotica type gore. That's a whole different. Yeah. That's a whole different mindset right there. <laughs> But uh, now I just try to keep a mindset of if I'm doing something, I want to make it in an environment where somebody can enjoy it, mm-hmm. and not necessarily what I can get out of it. Yeah. So, but I I am a little older than Bradley, so you know I got an odd way of thinking. Not the way I feel. <laughs> I feel old as shit. <laughs> like I said before, going gray, going bald. <laughs> I'm expanding. Distinguished. <laughs> Distinguished. Yeah. Another way of saying you're 33 and you're old. 33. Gosh, you are a puppy. <laughs> I feel like a puppy. <laughs> I feel like a dog needs to be put down. I'm a shelter animal. Shelter. <laughs> oh, at least people can look at you. Right, yeah. They decide like I'm a dog. Like, you know, he's adorable, but I'm not taking him home. <laughs> <laughs> he may buy. <laughs> yeah, I do. Just saying, I do. And I'm no stranger to peeing on the furniture. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny broke me from that. <laughs> <laughs> Mary has tried to break me from it. The rolled up newspapers never worked. Of course, <laughs> you know, you get them bad habits living out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, in front porch. You dag on just carries. Like it. Cause we got one bathroom in this house. We need two, at least three, maybe. But we got one. If somebody's in there. I'm. I'm. I'm in the middle of town. I'll still go outside. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> a whole different branch. We, these five of us in our house. Mm-hmm. Four of them's girls. Yep. So <laughs> you can use your imagination of what happens there <laughs> with the bathroom situation. Yeah. See, at least when my kids are here, it's a, uh, it's even numbered. It's three female. Three male because I got two boys and two girls and wife and me, so it's evenly matched. <laughs> but when it's just me and the wife, I don't exist. It's just it's all woman, all. I've got my little drawer at the bottom. <laughs> it's, it's got my beard brush in it. Is that count? I bought I bought a whole another thing of toothbrushes because you're supposed to change it what every six months or three I months or six years. Oh god. <laughs> 
Well, I did follow that track pretty good. When they, <laughs> you know, when change when the bristles get hard, mm -hmm. you have to get them wet before it go hurt. <laughs> That's when you change, yes. <laughs> but I stuck all the toothbrushes and the toothbrush holder on the sink. Guess where they ended up? In the cupboard because I'm the one that bought them. <laughs> <laughs> so I put mine in the shower. That's where I brush my teeth. <laughs> <clears throat> Not right. to say that. I don't brush my teeth when I don't take a shower, but you know. <laughs> Here's one of the branches we got out. Yes, there it goes. Uh, all right, so we are actually at the last question, and that is, how would you actually describe your writing style? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I, it. Thank you. No. <laughs> oh, that's that's such a hard question. Uh, I really don't know. I mean, as far as the style I write in, it's a combination. I guess what you're meaning is like first person, third person. Is that? Yeah, that's a concept, yeah. Yeah, uh, mine bounces back and forth between that. That's what I loved about it. So, and it's, I tried to have it from the view of Sebastian the entire time, I'm, which is really hard because I'd get caught up in the past tense of it. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah, I mean, you, you'd be trying to push to further the story at the moment and because I was in first person, then it bounced to third person. Yeah. You get caught up in that past tense, and like, this happened, this happened, and Bradley would go, no, it's happening now. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> how do you make it happen now? Yeah. By just your words. Uh, Take away the ED. <laughs> that, that was, oh man, that was hard. Because it's like you saying, you get in a big way of writing, yeah. and, and you're, seeing it, you're seeing it happen, but you still write it like it's, I'm seeing it, but it's happened. You know, so you're writing it out. Then when you're reading it, you'll you'll get this strange disconnect. You like it's it, the flow is so good. Then you get this ed. Yeah. <laughs> then you're like, what happened there? Yeah. I just got kicked out of the kicked out of the moment. Yeah. And that and that's where he again. That's where <clears throat> the people who read over it for me and Johnny read some of it. And Bradley, bless his heart. <laughs> We went through it word for word and comma for comma. <laughs> comma for comma. comma. And uh, ED, uh, no, ED. But uh, uh, <laughs> as, as far as my writing style, I, I don't really know. Because now that you asked me that, I was, I'm backtracking on that little story I'm writing right now. Mm -hmm. And it's got the first person and third person view in it. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got your... You've got the person that's in the action, and you, I guess you could say you've got the voyeur, the mm -hmm. one that's watching it go on, and it's really hard to not get intertwined and put them all the same at the same moment. We'll call it the Allen style. Yeah, and when you read Legion's Don or uh, Lucifer's, Lucifer's contract, <laughs> Legion Lucifer, Legion Lucifer's lock. Yeah, <laughs> that lost down at the river at the elbow. At the elbow, <laughs> drinking moonshine, all that kid. Woohoo! You know what was the protagonist's weapon? <clears throat> is the absence of cars. <laughs> so, I mean, it's uh, as far as I mean, in all seriousness, I'm not really sure my writing yeah. style. Uh, I know what I like to write. Yeah. So far, in this of course, this is just first one. And my the one I've got almost done. It's in the same style, but not the same universe. Yeah. If that makes sense. But that's a good. That's a question. It's, <laughs> it's a simple question, but it's hard to answer. Yes. Uh, there. I thought I. Broke, I guess I did not write that question down. 
So I'm gonna ask you anyways. Uh, so that was not the last question. This in a little bit. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite genre? Oh, fiction. Uh, when when I say that is, you know, uh, I want something that that average day person doesn't deal with. You know, it's. Uh, I mean, as yeah. it, as simple as it is, you don't want to play a video game where you go to work every single day. Sims. Sims. <laughs> That's a good one right there. I don't want to play Sims. <laughs> <laughs> but in all fairness, Sims does have some creative. Mystery, it does, so. okay. but uh, yeah. No, it, it, I would say fiction. Whether it's what type of fiction, I'm geared more to like these supernatural book, stuff. Supernatural yeah. stuff, just because it is. I grew up. My mom and dad, believe it or not, my mom and dad used to scare the crap out of me growing. Up. And we're getting on this a whole new progression of this crap, podcast. Pull it down, but uh, I, when I was growing up, I could be five, six years old. I can remember. This gives away where I'm at, or my age. We used to go to Bartley's Video up here, and we'd rent VCRs. I remember Bartley's. Yeah, we'd rent VCRs, and they'd get Freddy Krueger, the very first Freddy Krueger, and Friday the 13th, and they was one, My Bloody Valentine. The one with Jensen Ackles? No. Oh, this, that this, is a good one. This is a, this is, this is an old one. The old, okay. And, yeah. and they sit there, and they'd get a pizza. That's how they'd sucker me to stay there, because we, like I said, we, it was to the point we would shoot mice under the stove during the winter. <coughs> pizza was like a, yeah. you know, it's like going to, I don't know, Miami. Miami. <laughs> but uh, then, then they put that movie on, and I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to grandma's. <laughs> and, I, and I'd walk, I'd walk yeah. over to my grandma's, but I don't even know where I was going with that story. <laughs> <laughs> But I, no. explain where your supernatural Super fetish come from. It yeah. comes from that. It I comes mean, from Freddie Krueger back with pizza and mice on the stove. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you mentioned about Stephen King earlier. Yeah. One of the first movies I seen of his was Silver Bullet. I never yeah, seen it, it, it is a werewolf movie. Yeah. But uh, if I had to break it down, that's what got me into it. Yeah. Because I could probably watch it. It's cheesy now. Because it got Corey, I think it's Corey Field, the one that passed. Corey Feldman? Maybe. It played in a... Is that the one that died, or was it Corey Haynes? Corey Haynes. What's the Lost Boys? They played in the Lost Boys. There's two Corys. I didn't say, did both of them play in the Lost Boys? Yeah, both of them (laughs) did. So, anyway, it had him in it when he was 16. Okay. And it's it's a really good basis for where I think I believe I've come to like this genre. Yeah. Because it's, it had a little bit of heroic uncle yeah. <laughs> and supernatural priest. I, well, I don't want to give too much. But, and, and, but uh, you get the werewolf and the heroic part of it. Mm-hmm. But it's, they're still mostly human there. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never seen Silver Bullet. I've seen, of course, it. And uh, if you remember Dreamcatcher. Yeah, if you, okay, you remember Dreamcatcher, how it's sort of filmed the old style. Yes. That's why you have Silver Bullet is. Yeah. So. And what made me love the movie Dreamcatcher was Timothy Olyphant and Jason Lee. Oh yeah, Dreamcatcher is a hard one. Billy both died. Dreamcatcher is a hard one to follow. It, it, it really is. It's then it just weird. Then it just wraps it up. Though. Yeah, I mean, freaking random ass aliens that look like <laughs> egg pods. Yeah, just running through that snowy field. Morgan Freeman in that helicopter. I was like, what the hell? 
but you see Timothy Elephant just doing that thing with his finger, finding shit, and I'm like, okay, it's, it's Timothy, I got this, and then you see Jason Lee going nuts trying to capture that alien in the toilet, and I'm like, all right, that made it, I'm good, I can watch this. Yeah. And just it, the connect about, yeah. it, like you said, doing the finger part, yeah. and where they all had their gifts they got from. Yeah. What, what irritated me, though, was the whole Scooby-Doo line. I know they tried to make it, yeah. like, epic, but no. No, it, it fails. It fell short. It did. It hurt it. It really did. That's, so. that's a whole other discussion. Yeah. But as you can tell, when we get together, our ideals or whatever we're talking about just goes. Right. It's out the front door. <laughs> it's a family tree of ideas. From pin on furniture to... to Silver Steve, bullets. Steve King movies and all this, yes. But, uh, <sighs> well, you man. Awesome. That is it for this episode of Creator's Dementia. Thank you guys for tuning in. I really appreciate it to the ones who actually either watch or listen. You know, they're on, it's on YouTube as well as on Spotify. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I'm still on Amazon Music and all that fun crap. Um, I know Alan doesn't really have any social media but where can they find the Broken Dagger Lucifer's contract? Amazon. Amazon. Just type it in. Just type it in. Yes. It's so good it'll pop up there. It will. It's, it's number one. He'll say <laughs> book has never been noticed until now because you just found it and now it's number one. Because you're the your fan is the number one. You, you are. You are. You. That makes that. Yes. And that, and what he's been writing. Number one. See, if we we make this in number one, it's before Bradley's books. The timeline, it's See? going to make them number one. See, that's solid advice from the author here, and not not this author, that author. See, I'm the author. ha. See, I'm the sub author. He's the creator of this universe, <laughs> and I just fill it in. But think about that. <laughs> put put through that brain tube because you know we, we need the sales. Yeah, yeah. Even if we don't get the sales, it's still it's, fun to do. It is. As long as it, as long as it, like I said, as long as it's in the world, uh, rather than they feel the same way, it's it's all matters. Yeah. I mean, it is. All jokes aside, it just it's fun to do. Yes. Uh, it is. And it's fun just to know that somebody, whether it's one person, five people, it, it don't matter to me. As long as it's out there and somebody enjoys it, and be able to see, experience. The world that we've—I can say we've because we created this one yes, together. Yes. Uh, just enjoy it for a moment. I mean, it's a short. Mine, Bradley's, is like a encyclopedia, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good encyclopedia. <laughs> a long ass encyclopedia. Uh, his is full. <laughs> his is full of a lot of good stuff. Uh, just like he's talked mine up, I'll talk his up. His his character creation is good. Mine has four, five character, main characters in it. One, two. <laughs> Maybe five if we're lucky if we count the yeah. ugly things. You're right. Yeah. I know there's like three absolute main characters. Yeah. And, and like he said, at the end of the book you get you get to experience one of his his main creation, which is Reaper. You actually mentioned the brother too. Yeah, I did, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. Elias. Uh, <laughs> so it, it, it's a shout out to them, and like I said, I talked to him about it before I done it, just to make sure we was on the same page, and I was able to capture the way they would answer, the way they did. But 
he's got an Avengers team on his. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I, I, I give him kudos because kudos. 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 I love kudos. <laughs> kudos because that was, that God was a massive under, undertaking to take. Yeah, I regretted it when I started, but I was proud when I finished it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, make it number one. It's a, it's a few years before his, as far as his book, not the universe, but his book. But you like his one? I guarantee you you'll like his, Bradley's. Maybe. Maybe. I won't guarantee I see well, Yeah. I mean, it's a toss-up. It got a four-star review from a reviewer, so, I mean, that's plus. She said that she was rooting for hell to win in the book. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> that's a good review. Yeah, I mean, she didn't say nothing bad, so that's plus. <laughs> very good. But, yes, that is it for this episode. Thank you all very much. Alan, I hope you enjoyed it. I really did. That was a blast. Thank yeah. you for having me. We will do this again. We may just talk about random crap next time because, I mean, we seem to do it anyways. So it's <laughs> it cool. just it goes off uh, yes. sideways. You know, <laughs> do, do like a, kind of like what Tyler does on his uh, Between Lewis and Lovecraft, just have a chill episode. Just chill. Where we just talk about random crap and just see where it goes. Just what, as Peter said, what grinds my gears. <laughs> what grinds my gears <laughs> is when people, you know, like, you know, those one people that... You know that you know that really grinds my gears when them you know them got them people uh, you know that has but they just don't get to the point that grinds my gears. That's a good. You see what I did? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know whether you were struggling for that ideal or what. I was like, I, I listened. Well, I, I heard that on a, a Facebook reels, <laughs> and I just laughed my ass off for like two minutes. Oh, uh, you could probably see it in my eyes. I was like, what's he going for? Is he stuttering on purpose? I don't get it. That's very good. <laughs> Thanks for, thanks for having me. Oh, it's been great. Uh, so, don't forget, uh, do have merch. I'm actually wearing the shirt today. Boom. It's on redbubble.com slash people slash Dementia Creator. Says Dementia Creator out. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I got to buy some more stuff. Yeah. Very nice. The only one. I know two people that's bought it. Bought merchandise. Mm. And I bought one. I'm just get some stickers. Yeah. Do a sticker of the month. Do a sticker of the month. Yes. Talk Allie into making you one. Allie. You may not watch this, but your dad will tell you about it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yes, this was a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. Um, so, don't know what's going to happen on the next episode. But, you know, it may happen, it may not. I don't know yet. It just depends on how the world turns because apparently the end of times has come, so we don't know. But thank you all very much. I've said it many times and I'll say it again. Thank you for the support. Alan, is there any last words you want to say to the... I've actually got listeners in Belgium. I don't speak Belgian. I don't either, but it's awesome. Maybe they know English or they got, a, you know, the subtitle thing. I don't Holler know. Talk. Do what? Holler talk. Holler talk, yeah. Holler. Hurt near to you. When you come over, over yonder and you start watching this there video here, just watch, watch the moonshine and we'll see what... We'll see what slapstick humor with a fiddle and a violin we can get down on this creator's dementia that Bradley, Mr. Botts, over here at the Riverside said. But we're sitting across from the barbecue right now. If you want some ribeye pork. Josh, damn it! <laughs> get back in your damn cage! Not today, mama. <laughs> oh, guys, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, Peace out. Good. It's been great. <laughs> All right, so, dementia creator, out.
Slapstick barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, my ears are burning. Oh. <laughs>